The family and I watched Prince of Egypt last week, which is DreamWorks' retelling of the Exodus story. It's a great movie, and it features one of the best depictions of the Red Sea crossing ever put to film. If you haven't seen it, you should sit down with your kids or your grandkids or your family or whoever, and you should watch it one evening. It doesn't have to be around Easter time to appreciate it either. While the movie does not limit itself to the material written by Moses, since you know the Exodus account's version of Moses' early, early life is really sparse, uh, it does stay relatively faithful to the details found in the second book of the Bible. I could quibble with some things, but overall it's very solid, which is better than can be said for most big-budget retellings of Bible events. One thing that the movie changed was the fact that Moses, after fleeing Egypt, ended up in the house of Jethro, Uh, described in the Bible as a priest of Midian who lived near Mount Sinai. It was in these days that he encountered the burning bush and received his commission to return to Egypt. Most of that is how it's depicted in Moses' inspired account, but with two changes. In the movie, not very much time passes, maybe six years or so. In reality, 40 years pass between the time Moses left Egypt and the time he returned. The movie condenses the timeline, which that's fine, movies do that. Uh, But the result is it makes another change in order to compensate. In the movie, Moses finds Jethro. But in the Bible, Moses first ran into Ruiel, the priest of Midian, whose daughter he married, Exodus 2, 16 through 21. In the 40 years he was there, Ruiel was replaced by Jethro, according to Exodus 3, verse 1. But wait, you say, Jethro, not Ruiel, is Moses' father-in-law in Exodus 3, 1. But it was Ruiel who gave one of his daughters to Moses. So what's up with that? There are two possibilities. Possibility A, Ruiel is Jethro by another name. And contextually, that works. The man who gave Moses one of his daughters would be Moses' father-in-law. And that is Ruiel in Exodus 2 and Jethro in Exodus 3. So ergo, they must be the same person, just going by a different name, which is not a huge deal in the Bible. Second possibility. Jethro is Ruiel's brother, or maybe even son. Since the Bible calls someone a father, even if they are technically a grandfather, or or even just some kind of a a patriarch or an authority figure uh, over the family. At the same time, the word translated as father-in-law in in Exodus 3.1 is a pretty open-ended word, and is used to describe any relation that you may have by marriage. In other words, your brother-in-law, son-in-law, father-in-law, even your husband They're all different people, but the word to describe them is the same in the Hebrew language. So which is he? Is Jethro the same man as Ruiel, or is he some relation to the former priest of Midian? I have no idea. I really don't know. Another question people often ask about Jethro concerns his Midianite heritage. He's a priest of Midian, so does that mean he's a pagan? After all, when we read about Midianites in later books, such as Numbers and Judges, they're enemies of God's people. They're worshipers of false gods. Jehovah's, uh, Jehovah orders them to be wiped out because they led the people into paganism. That's at, uh, at Baal Peor, Numbers 25, Numbers 31. So what kind of man is Jethro if that's the company he keeps? Well, actually, that's not the company he keeps. The Midianites were a nomadic people with no central government. Jethro was not a pagan. He was a worshiper of Jehovah. In fact, his name... While his name means eminent, the name Ruiel, which again is either his other name or the name of his family, means, Ruiel means friend of God. When Moses returned with Jethro after 
the Exodus was done, returned to Jethro after the Exodus was done, um, the priest of Midian offered worship to Jehovah for the good that he did for his people in Egypt. That's in Exodus 18. Jethro lived in the patriarchal age at a time when God dealt directly with heads of households. Now, many of those heads of households had stopped listening to him, but some still did. The fact that he was a priest of Midian does not mean he was a priest of a false religion, but rather that he was a priest of God of Midianite descent, which, by the way, the Midianites are related to Abraham through um, Keturah. So it would not be until the nation of Israel was formally founded at Sinai that God would set them aside to be his people separate from all other nations. Jethro, in that sense, was no different from someone like Melchizedek, who was a priest of Salem, Genesis 14. But that's a whole other study. Anyway, that's that's all I got. That's 700 words in about three and a half minutes or so about Jethro, whether you wanted it or not. Holy cow, five minutes about Jethro, whether you wanted it or not. Whatever, I'm done now. Enjoy the rest of your day. And while I've got you on the phone, if you want to subscribe, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash Matthew-Martin414. I've got uh, free audio files here and there that I'll release every now and then, but for the most part, I put everything behind a massive, giant paywall where you have to pay upwards of, I think it's 99 cents a month. So if you can if you can manage that a dollar a month, <clears throat> that's you know it's not easy but if you want to whip out a buck then you get hundreds of audio files of all of my sermons and classes and devotionals so it's uh, anchor a n c h o r dot f m slash matthew m a t t h e w dash martin four one four and hit subscribe for a buck and you get all my hundreds and hundreds of audio files all right thank you.